Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, the Saints go out and literally lay an egg against the 49ers, get shut out, drop to 4-8. and It's all bad over here. We'll talk about it right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. I don't know where to start, guys. I'll start by saying, as always, the Straight Up Saints podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And and look, this season has been really frustrating. This is nothing new. But this game, more than any other game this season, I think is the definitive one where you sit there and if you have a complaint about the coaching staff, it's justified. If you have a complaint about some of the personnel decisions, it's justified. I just like... The 49ers didn't bring their A game. They didn't bring their B game either. I thought, look, if you've watched the 49ers this season, especially over the last three weeks, they've been pretty damn good, especially in the second half. They looked lethargic today. A lot of injuries. Didn't really get the ball moving. Jimmy G took a lot of hits. The game script was there for the Saints to win this game. I mean, they were living in 49ers territory, especially in the second half. Would get to the goal line multiple times. And you don't come away with a single point. A single point. A missed field goal. Two missed opportunities at the goal line in the, in the fourth. It, it's so frustrating. And I don't even know where to start because I think there are a lot of people, and I'm sure people will message in the chat and say, like, look, they're done with Dennis Allen. They're done with Pete Carmichael. I, I don't think you're wrong for thinking that. But, man, some players today really fucked up. And let's start with the first one in Alvin Kamara. And, I, I you know, it sucks that we have to do this, but got to be honest with ourselves. Alvin Kamara had a terrible game today. Alvin had the type of game where you sit back and you're like, dude, were you 100% invested in today's game? I know that he got, you know, a couple of murder balls thrown his way, especially in the second half. But it doesn't excuse two fumbles. You start off the game with a fumble. You were fortunate enough for the defense to hold for a field goal. And then you fumble inside the five. When at the very least, you should come away with three points. At the very least, you fumble, no points, momentum killer. It's frustrating, and there's two problems to this whole Alvin Kamara thing, right? A, who the fuck are you going to bench him for? You can't really bench him. You don't have a better option. And B, I feel like when guys have messed up this season, there's no accountability, right? There's no consequences to your actions, right? You fumble, that's eh, whatever, right? Just keep doing what you're doing. That's what it's kind of felt like, and today was a big showing on that. So that's where I'll start with this. I thought Alvin Kamara had a terrible game. One of the worst he's had in the Saints uniform. And that was one of the more frustrating aspects. You can't turn over the ball two times against the 49ers and expect to win. And the Saints honestly were lucky that the Niners didn't bring their A or B game because they would have got run out the building. And the defense showed up today, and I'll talk about them in a minute. But I'm telling you, I walked away from this game, and I'm like, I, I give up. I give up with this season. I'll obviously be sitting here doing live streams for every single post game. But I'm at the point where, like, win or lose, I, I, I don't care. I don't, I don't know what team's going to show up. Even if some unit shows up, one of them is not going to. It's, it's just all bad for this Saints team. And again, great opportunity today. The Falcons lost. The Bucks lost to the Browns in overtime in a game that they were facing a fourth and nine. If they didn't convert, the game's over. And the Browns converted that going to overtime and win. Golden opportunity for you to win today in a game where it, was, it really was for the taking. And then you make that Monday night game fascinating as all hell because that's a first place Monday night game. That's what you strive for. But how much confidence can you have going into Monday night? They still haven't won back-to-back games this year. They're four and eight 
which means they got to win the last five games of the season if they want to tie last year's record. And last year's roster isn't as good as this year's roster. So that's tough. And, and you know, I'm sitting here feeling like shit right now, literally, not, not like figuratively, you know, under the weather watching this game. And my first takeaway was that this team, there's nothing that's going to fix them this year. I saw a lot of people talking about, oh, start Jameis Winston. They can start Jameis. That's fine. I, I don't have a problem if they start Jameis Winston. But Juwan Johnson drops a pass that hit him right in the face in the end zone. Taysom Hill drops a pass late in the game. Um, I think it was, a, what, the third down play? They're running a fade to Taysom Hill. Hit him right in the hands. He drops it. Chris Olave got basically jobbed on what I thought was a catch. I'll talk about that in a second. It, it was, again, just a lot of drops, a lot of missed opportunities. So if you walked away from this game, you're like, man, they didn't win because Andy Dalton started. I don't know. Like, yeah, Andy Dalton wasn't amazing, but he was efficient. And then they got to the goal line and shit just hit the fan. Now that's part coaching, right? I think Taysom Hill has to get more goal line touches, not as a receiver, as a quarterback or, or just as a runner. And he doesn't get that. So it, it, it's just really, really frustrating to me. And even coming into this game, we were frustrated off the bat because we come into this Saints Niners game and we hear from uh, great reporters like Nick Underhill, John Hendricks, that Bradley Roby and Adebo were going to be the starters and Alante Taylor wasn't going to start. And now I think that we're at the point where, you know, early in the game because Roby got hurt, the Saints are like, all right, put Alante Taylor in fine. But they're like, okay, we're not going to play Alante Taylor because he's not a good tackler, which he's not. But then Chris Harris, who you played because of tackling, fucks up twice in two big spots. The first one was inexcusable. He gets beat by Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings is going out of bounds. I don't have any more timeouts left. He's like willingly going out of bounds. He's three steps out and you just shove him, giving him a free 15 yards. Guess what? They score a couple plays later. That's on him. The illegal contact, I think that that was like a really weird call. I don't know if I'm calling that one. I think it was bullshit. But that takes away a pick from Alante Taylor. That would have flipped momentum. And that gets taken away. So the Saints have, especially coaching staff-wise, they keep trying to sell us fans a lot of you know stuff throughout the year. And it looks like bullshit. It smells like bullshit. And then you watch the game, you're like, yep, it's bullshit. Because they tell you who they're going to start and the reasonings for it. And those players don't do anything big during the game. And again, I'm, I'm, the Saints shouldn't have to rely on Chris Harris. And I actually think the defense was outstanding today. I'll go as far to say as the defense played a 2021-style brand of football today. Hard-hitting, really one of the trenches, especially in the interior. Stopped the run. They were great. But the Chris Harris thing pissed me off so much because if he's going to start there, he can't make colossal mistakes. And he made two of them. He made two of them, and that really cost them. So that was another thing that I want to hit home. But for me, it really comes down to the goal line stuff, man. It comes down to the goal line. The Alvin Kamara fumble. The drop from Jawan, then the drop from Taysom, and then Andy Dalton gets sacked by Nick Bosa. That, that's where I, I leave this game, and I'm like, dude, this is, this isn't, this is frustrating. This is frustrating. They, they should have won this game. Like I'll, I'll flat out say it. I thought the Niners were bad today, and I thought the Saints' defense was so good. Certain players today stepped up. I thought Paulson Adebo was excellent. Caden Ellis continued to play well. I think the defensive line was great. But you lost 13-0, you get shut out, you drop to 4-8, and eight, you still haven't won back-to-back games this year, and that's been my biggest complaint about Dennis Allen. He's only won back-to-back games one time in his coaching career, and at this rate, he's not going to win back-to-back games at any point 
this season. How do you defend that? How do you defend that? So, again, defense, I tip my non-existent cap to you. I thought the defense was excellent, but I'm tired of the lack of accountability on this team, the lack of discipline on this team. I mean, there's a moment in this game. It's fourth and three. Saints finally grow a pair, and they're like, okay, we're going to go for it. Ryan Ramchick gets a false start. That cannot happen from your all-pro right tackle. Fourth and eight now. Will Lutz comes on, misses a 48-yard field goal. Stupid mistakes lead to stupid results. And that's, that's been the, the definition of this team this year. They make stupid mistake after stupid mistake after stupid mistake. And that's why I get so frustrated with the Saints team. They're not losing games because the other teams are more talented. The other teams are better coached. The other teams aren't making as many stupid mistakes. And it keeps happening. And I, I bet it'll happen again on Monday night. I, I just bet it will. And I don't think a quarterback change fixes that. I don't think that benching your star running back because he fumbled twice in key spots, I don't think that fixes that. I don't think there's a cure for the 2022 Saints because I think today was the day where it's like, if you were ever going to have a pulse and ever say, okay, we get back on the right track, it's on a day where your defense balls out. It's on a day where the special teams, Blake Gillikin did his thing. I thought Rashid Shaheed was excellent. And you lose 13-0. 13-0. I mean, Elijah Mitchell got hurt. Debo Samuel got hurt. CMC was in and out of the lineup. The Niners getting banged up. They were missing key players in and out throughout the game. This was, this was the one to win. And now you're 4-8. and eight, And your schedule doesn't get any easier. Bucks, Falcons. Eventually, you got to play the Browns. Eagles, Panthers, two wins, maybe two wins, maybe at the end of the year. And it, it always comes back to if he's five and 12, if he's six and 11, like that, that's it. That's it, man. So I was, I was just totally frustrated with the way this game has played out. And at this point, obviously I'm going to be watching. We all will, but this coaching staff is, is just you know certain things aren't working and they keep doing it. And again, I'm not, blaming, I'm not blaming the coaching staff completely. I think some guys really, really fucked up today. Really fucked up. But goal line calls, it's not working. I, I don't blame them, right? The, the past plays, they had them. They were drops, but you got to switch it up. Trust your O-line a little bit. Jumbo package with Taysom Hill. Force them to stop it. Now, I know the Niners stopped it better than most teams today, but inexcusable. I'd give, I'd give the defense, honestly, an A-. minus. The only reason I'm giving them an A- minus is because I think Chris Harris's whole fiasco at the end of the first half was that fucking frustrating. But the defense was outstanding. Blake Gillikin looked like he's back to elite form, which is great. But the offense, you don't score a single point. Will Lutz, you miss your one field goal opportunity from 48. You're not going to win games like that. And I'm not, I'm not even here. I didn't even start talking about the refs yet which I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I don't know what a fucking catch is. Chris Olave catches the ball, turns up field, one step, two step, goes to take the third step, kind of gets tripped up, hits the ground, ball rolls a little bit. Where I'm from, where you're from, where anyone's from, that's a catch. Apparently it's not. And I'm not blaming this on the refs, guys. Like the Saints got to be better. They, they got to. I, I just... Those just make it even more annoying because you have another thing to complain about. But a 10-7 and seven roster is 4-8 and eight this year. And that's where I leave this whole opening rant. And that's where I get to your comments. And I don't know how extended I'll go today because as you guys can tell from my voice that I'm, I'm legitimately shot right now. But 
Let's let's see what you guys have to say. I know that a couple of you guys are going to say you're done. Some people saying they've seen enough. Some people saying what the hell happened. What happened was that you saw a team that just isn't well coached. They're not. And situationally, they failed today. They did a lot of good things today. They really did. And I, and I bet if we rewatch this game, and I'm not saying you guys should. You guys probably have way better things to do with your time. If you rewatch this game, there's, there's a lot of positives you're going to come away with. But the one negative is going to be situational football was terrible. How do you fumble on the opening drive? How do you fumble inside the five? How do you have a false start when you have a fourth and three and you're thinking about going for it? How do you punt it on fourth and inches from your own 46 when the Niners just went for it a couple of minutes ago? The whole point of having guys like Taysom Hill is like winning those physical battles. You didn't do it. Didn't do it. Connor says, I knew it was done when we threw the ball with Taysom on fourth and one. Look, they're trying to get creative with Taysom. I thought the Taysom usage was like fine today. It wasn't like glaring to me. It's just in the red zone. Like, can you run him a little bit more and we could see if it works or not? It's, it's just tough. Cody's saying Eagles are getting a top three pick, aren't they? I mean, at this rate, I, I think so. I mean, at, at this rate, no, I really don't think it's going to be top three, but it'll be top five. It'll be top five, top six. And how frustrating is that? Because this is a team that I, again, I don't think rebuild is the right word. I still think the Saints have a lot of talent on their team. A lot of talent, you know? And a lot of it's young. You saw today Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, Caden Ellis. Those guys stepped up. But I, I, don't, I don't know how you really like retool when you don't have a first-round pick that's supposed to be top five, top six. So, and I know, I know a common theme here for you guys is going to be firing DA and getting rid of this coaching staff. So I'm just going to kind of let some of these go through. Um, I know you guys are joking about Pete Carmichael always cooking. It's, it's tough right now. You know, it's, it's tough. And I don't blame anyone for having a very harsh reaction to this particular game because they lost in probably the dumbest way they've lost this year. Probably the dumbest, honestly. Now I see this comment talking about can't win with a mid quarterback. I don't disagree with that. Like that notion, God, I'm struggling out here. But I think for today in particular, a lot of drops, a lot of bad moments in the red zone. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, like, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to defend Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's had his fair share of horrible moments this year. But I didn't watch today and go like, Jesus Christ, Andy Dalton sucks. Doesn't mean he doesn't suck, but I didn't watch today's game. And that was my takeaway. No, my takeaway was this team, doesn't have that it factor. They just don't. They shrink in big moments. Nicole says we don't go for it on fourth and one multiple times in Niner territory. Yeah, look, that's part of it, right? They don't coach like a team that has nothing to lose. But the reality is they should have everything to lose. Everything. Pete Carmichael, Dennis Allen. You, you are coaching for your jobs, are you not? And if you're not, then that's a problem that they have, you know, in a built-in excuse for this season when they really shouldn't. And today, by the way, more than ever, the Saints are pretty healthy. I know Marshawn Lattimore didn't play, but that's not why they lost. The defense was excellent. I thought a Debo, A-plus type of game from him. They didn't lose because they didn't have Lattimore. This was actually a team that got healthier. Davenport came back, Cam Jordan came back, Trevor Penning was active, Alvin Kamara, despite having an illness, was active. Although, honestly, at this point, it would have been better off if he was inactive with the way he played today. I'm, I'm tired of the built-in excuses, you know? Now, what I will agree with 
for Thomas's point, how, how do you win when you, when you don't have a legit head coach? You know, I think the biggest problem is there's always an excuse when Dennis Allen does something stupid. If we think it's stupid, there's a good chance it's stupid and it's going to play out bad. You know, when everyone before the game starts questioning what's going on with the secondary, that's not great. When we start questioning decisions every week, it here, here's my problem, right? Jameis Winston lost his job. He got hurt and he wasn't playing well anyway. So I don't believe it's the whole, you lose your job because of injury. That's unfair. It's the NFL. Nothing's fair in the NFL. But by that metric, right? Because Jameis was out and he really wasn't playing well to begin with. Bradley Roby was terrible before he got hurt. Terrible. He got his job back immediately. That's, that's where you lose me. You lose me because you're starting to build in double standards. And I, I just, I don't fuck with that. I, I just don't. DJ says, you think if you hold the team to 13 points, you have a great chance at winning. Totally was not the case. Yeah. I mean, it got to the point, guys, I'm, I'm being dead serious with you. I just started laughing during the fourth quarter. I just started to stare. When Alvin Kamara fumbled and that ball shot 20 feet up in the air, could have been recovered by Juwan Johnson. Of course, it doesn't. The, same, the ball never bounces this team's way. I, I just started laughing hysterically. I couldn't believe it. And at the same time, I was like, okay, kind of made sense. Right? Like this is this is the way it's gone for this team. So it's the way it is. Luke says, I can't believe I have to sit down and watch a Saints game and say, I hope we don't lose. I've never had to do that in a Saints season. Well, you're gonna have to do it a lot this year, I'll tell you that much. That's that's for sure. He went in the game with two fumbles season. Damn. Uh I'm oh, it's related to Camara. Look, you guys know how I feel about Camara. I think Camara's great. Sound like the Grim Reaper right now. But you can't have two fumbles opening drive, and then at the goal line? I mean, can you pick worse moments to have those fumbles? I guess if he did twice at the goal line, that'd be worse. But, man, he, he had tough moments. Kevin says, who's going to be the one in the locker room to check AK? That was inexcusable. I, I Look, I think AK's going to own up to it. He's a pro. Um, I, will never, I will never bash AK in that way. He is a pro's pro. He'll say the right things. It's just the it's just the idea that like when these guys fuck up, it just feels like they're not getting reprimanded. It feels like there's no consequence to coughing up the football, and that's where it's frustrating. But I think he'll say the right things. I have I have no doubt in my mind that you know it it will happen. Like I, I have no doubt he'll say the right things. He'll take accountability. Back shoulder fades. A quarterback is all I needed to see. I want this coaching staff gone. Um. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's what a lot of people were saying on Twitter, right? That's what you called up? A back shoulder fade to Taysom Hill? Like, I don't, I don't understand how that happens. I just, I don't. And I love Taysom Hill. I'm, I'm wearing a freaking Taysom Hill shirt right now. But how, how do you think that's the right move? It's not. And uh, they pay the price. Cody says, I imagine you mean DA. Do you think DA has lost the locker room? I don't know. I I don't think he has because the defense came out today and balled the hell out. And I think if they, he lost the locker room, I think this defense would be mailing it in and we'd be like, oh, here we go. Like this is, this is getting bad, but that's two weeks in a row that this defense played at a really high level. And I, I think if, if honestly, if he lost the locker room, you would see it. Doesn't mean that he won't lose the locker room at some point. They keep losing. The locker room is going to be lost, but for now, I think it's all right. More people kind of just 
complaining about Chris Harris. All justified, by the way. That, that was a stupid penalty. A stupid penalty for sure. More people talking about not winning because they don't win back-to-back games. I said it, man. I, I said it. They, this team does not win back-to-back games. And it's a Dennis Allen thing. He won back-to-back, back-to-back games once as a head coach of the Raiders. This isn't some Saints thing. The Saints are winning back-to-back games just fine pre-DA. So comes down to the no leadership thing and stupid penalties. Uh, today, some of the penalties were ridiculous. Uh, I think this, this officiating crew, especially in the third quarter, they just took over. They, they said, it is my time to shine, baby, and no one's stopping me. And they did it. They did it. There was a stretch in the third quarter where literally every two seconds, there was a flag. So it, it, was, it was really frustrating to watch. Um, and obviously for us Saints fans, we, we can't stand the refs to begin with. Don't give us another reason to dislike you. But, you know, of course they did that. See more complaints about DA and Pete Carmichael. Camara complaints, turnovers, bad plays, lack of discipline. It's all coaching. The players do not want to play. They have no energy, nothing. They just look flat. See, I would argue no on the defensive side. I thought the, I think the defense the last two weeks have been excellent. Excellent, not good. Excellent. Offensively, though, like they get in the red zone and they just shit their pants. It's like the 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 office moment where Michael like runs out of the office uh, that he has because it's the the fire alarm one and it's like don't panic, don't panic, everyone stay calm. And he starts losing his mind. The Saints get into the red zone and the Saints don't know what the fuck to do ever ever. This has been a problem all season long. Go back to October, we were sitting there complaining about the Bengals game because they kept settling for field goals instead of getting touchdowns. Today, they didn't even get field goals because this team is tragic in the red zone. So that's that's where we're at right now. That is that is where we're at. Troy says, Deuce was tweeting about how that last goal line situation, you got to trust your O-line in those and run it. I mean, I, I agree. First off, Deuce is a pretty smart guy. He, would, he knows way better than I do. And I agree with that. I just, passing it four times from the five, Look, the, the counter argument is there were two drops. That's the counter argument. But the other argument is you are not a passing football team. Your wins this year, your best moments, all from running the football. Maybe try doing that. It's all on that. See, a lot of you guys kind of losing hope. I, I will be honest with you guys completely. My hope is it's, it's out the window along with my voice. Voice is lost. Hope is lost. Uh, but this voice has nothing to do with the game. I promise you, I'm like, you know, sweet baby Jesus from Talladega Nights. I don't say a damn thing during these games. I just sit back and watch, but I have, I have no hope in this team. I have no hope. Like, they can beat the Bucs on Monday night. I don't think they will. And then they'll come out of the bye. They'll lose to the Falcons. And then they'll, they'll win their next game against, like, the Browns. Give you a little bit of hope. And then just get whacked by the Eagles. And then you're like, okay, well, they are who we thought they were. And that's just the way it's gone. You can't keep fooling us. You keep doing the same thing. You can't keep fooling us. Jack says, will we actually get an apology from the league for calling Olave's catch incomplete? You know, at first I, I tweeted that he would, but I mean, you got Dean Blandino on the, on the broadcast trying to like make an excuse as to why it's not a catch. Bro, I have two fucking eyes. He caught the football. I, got, I, got, I told you guys, I have family members before Niners fans. They told me, yeah, that, I thought that was a catch. Not that, you know, they're the, the be all say all for, for this thing, but like, it was a catch. The man pretty much took three steps while turning up field. I don't understand. And that was a momentum-changing call. It really was. I, I'm not saying the Saints win this game, 
because we all know they couldn't score. But at some point, like, there needs to be consequences to refs' actions. And I'm not saying they should get fired, but when a coach fucks up, when a player fucks up, there's a million microphones in front of them, and you're waiting to see what they're going to say. Do they slip up? Do they take accountability? The refs do that kind of like pool report where they detail what they saw, but they're not facing questions from like reporters nonstop. They're not, they're not answering to any possible mistakes they made. I mean, this is, it's tough, man. Y'all done made Chris lose his voice. Your voice has your voice less shot than this season. Well, I'll I'll take that as a compliment. I'll take that as a compliment. I mean, I I my voice is lost because I just don't feel good right now. But it, if if I was really like in the mood to scream over this game, I, it would be even worse. I was not though. This game played out as stupid as it could, and I I can't get mad over that. I just can't. This, this team is it, this team. It's a bad football team. Why should I lose my voice over that? I'm losing my voice from natural causes. This is just not doing over this. Harvick fan says the fact we could have won this game on field goals is sad, but we got zero. Granted, we should have had two touchdowns. This is a sad defense game to play. Offense was still in New Orleans. Crazy thing is, I don't even know if like the offense was still in New Orleans. The offense just couldn't get anything going in the red zone. You know? Like this team, especially in the second half, was moving the football. Just couldn't get anything going. Couldn't get anything going in, in the red zone. It just couldn't. And that's that's ultimately where they lost this game. Jackass, how's the inter-family rivalry for you in today's game? Pretty civil. I, I, I'm i being honest with you guys. I do not have the energy right now to get caught in an inter, you know, inter-family rivalry. I am like, I feel like I'm coming down with something. And I, I just, my body's not ready. My body and, my, and just my, my voice is not ready for a battle. So I'll just tell them good game. Even though I don't even think the Niners played that well, I think the Saints were just terrible, and uh, I'll leave it at that. So it was it was definitely on the more underwhelming side of 49ers Saints games over the last couple of years. Troy says Dion, Da on the podium. If he says anything stupid, can someone just like put it in this chat so we can kind of address it? So I, I know some of you probably will, and I appreciate that. So we'll see what he has to say. Connor says, "I swear to God, if Da is back next season, I will personally run on the field and take the headset." You will not be alone. You will definitely not be alone. I saw a million. I mean, not a million. I'm, I'm exaggerating here. But I, I saw a lot of tweets today during the game, the whole time. DA's back. If DA's back, if DA's back, like, Saints are going to have to make a very, not tough, interesting decision. Because I don't think it's a tough decision. I, I think you have learned this year you don't have the right coaches. But I say it's interesting because we know they like DA. We know they really don't want to get rid of him after one year. Especially with the built-in excuses. Jameis got hurt. Michael Thomas got hurt. Marshawn Lattimore got hurt. But interesting decision because I think you... I'm not going to say you're going to lose fans, but you will in, just enrage this fan base if he stays. You know, We're not seeing positive results. We're just not. Kevin says, just wait for Caleb Williams from USC. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, I, I would love that. But that means you got to watch another miserable year like two and 15, three and 14. Like there will be people tanking for Caleb Williams and Drake May next year. I, I really feel that deep down in my bones. Max says, think they said we had five drives that were into field goal range, maybe six by the end, but we still ended up with no points. They started a drive as I, my voice is really going out the window right now. They started a drive at their, at the 49ers, 38, 49ers, 38. If you did nothing, 
and you sent out the field goal unit, you got a shot at a 56-yarder. If you did nothing, they didn't score a single point on that drive. At the 38, like, how the hell does that happen? How does that happen? Red Joseph says at least we lost a hot quarterback. That they did. Jimmy G and his, his flawless uh, jawline, he, he took a lot of hits today. And he, uh, he stood in there, and I'll, I'll give him credit for that. Do we agree how the NFL ruled the Olave catch? Yeah, of course. I mean, this team got jobbed on that play. No doubt in my mind. It's just like at this point, what, what else can we say that we've these, – these refs have done it before. Do it again next week probably, especially against Brady. And then we're just going to do the same thing, right? I'm going to come on. I'm going to complain. You guys are going to complain. But nothing changes. So it's like I'm caught between a rock and a hard place because, like, I want to mention how bad that call is. On the flip side, it's like, no, they're going to do it again. So why waste your breath, especially when you're losing your voice like I am right now? It's kind of tough. But I do agree. We, we all kind of agree with that. Nicole said, Dennis Allen just said they played the game the way that it needed to be played. Well, if he's talking about field position game, defensive battle, I agree with that. But again, like, it's hard to make those comments when you don't score a fucking point. That is tough. That is incredibly tough. And, you know, this, this is where, you know, he starts to lose people. He loses people before the game starts. Then he goes to the podium and he always says something just so infuriating. And it just, just piles on, just continues to pile on. Max says, DA at the podium is blaming the players. Not a good look. Per Underhill, he said those red zone plays were good plays and the players need to make them. He's not wrong, but looks like he's pointing blame. Look, I, I actually think he's right. And I actually would have appreciated, I actually don't mind that comment because I, I, like I said, Juwan Johnson dropped the football. Taysom Hill dropped the football. Alvin Kamara fumbled the football. But at the same time, DA this year has done a lot of, oh, when we need to pick me up, I need my players to do it. Sometimes the head coach has to be the guy that picks everyone up when they get their ass kicked or they lose in a tough manner or they feel like the walls are caving in. He's not that guy. He, he's just not. He's not. He's the this is fine meme sitting there in the burning room. That's kind of DA. So Sterling says Josh McDaniels got back-to-back -back wins before DA. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Is that where we're at? Did they end up beating the Seahawks? They did. Wow, good for them. Uh, yeah, so Josh McDaniels now. Back-to-back -back wins before Dennis Allen. Someone should tweet that because that, that, that is just fucking crazy. That, that is wild to me. And sign of being a shit coach, right? And I'll, I'll go a step further. Nathaniel Hackett won back-to-back -back games before Dennis Allen did. I think Nathaniel Hackett's the worst coach in the league. How do you not win back-to-back -back games at some point? I think accidentally it would happen, you know? Bayou Boys 504 says, seemed like they were just unlucky today. More bad calls, little knick-knack BS calls can change the way players play. It could. Like, I agree in that sense because the Olave incomplete pass, that really was a completion, changes things, right? You're thinking about being inside the 15, Got a shot to score. Instead, you're like, okay, got to do this all over again. And then Olave takes a tough hit and drops it. And you're like, all right, well, no points here. And, and I can see that. Yeah, it, it fucks with your psyche. I agree with that. But at the end of the day, they had, they had too many opportunities to come away scoreless. Too many opportunities. But to your point, when you give up 13 against a 49ers offense that has Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Jawan Jennings. Stop there. You give up 13, that's like, that's a damn good performance, you know? Kevin says this team ain't it, but let's talk about Kane Nellis and how he's been playing. Really like that kid. He's been awesome. 
I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. I'll probably catch some heat. But like, if the Saints want to retool, Kane Ellis needs a new contract. I wonder if they just go, hey, DeMario, we trade you to contender. You got to play for a title contender. We get some picks back because they need, they need draft capital. And Caden Ellis and Pete Warner are your starters. I think that's pretty good. Look, Caden Ellis has been their best defensive player the last three weeks in a row. Is it a small sample size? Sure. The fact that he keeps doing it though over and over and over again, it's at some point it's legit, guys. Like it's not, it's not just a, a fluke, you know? He's he's out there doing his thing. He really is. Do you know about how DJ DA contract? is set up. I don't, I'm going to be honest with you guys outside of like when the big contracts happen, like Matt rule got like seven years, 60. We like never really get the contract specifics. I'll try and pull it up right now, but I try all the time to see what Dennis Allen's contract is. I, I just never see anything. You know, I I'm seeing here that his new job doubles his salary, but I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what the fuck you know, the length of his deal is. If you search up contract, it comes up about him being re-signed as their defense coordinator. Like that's, that's for me, it's just weird. I, I don't, I don't know why that doesn't come up. Ransom Antoine says, uh, when will we see Jameis? Could it be next game? I mean, it could be. I, I just like, like I said, guys, like I don't think that, you know, DA's, first of all, I don't know if he's making the quarterback change. And if he does make it to Jameis, I'd rather him do it after the bye week. Give him two more weeks to rest and then put him in. You'll be as close to 100% as possible. I like that better. But if he puts him in next week, I'm not going to complain. And if he doesn't put him in, I've, I said it from the top of the, the show. Andy actually made a lot of good red zone passes today. They just kept dropping them. So I, it's tough to bench him after this game. Doesn't mean he shouldn't be benched. The Saints do not have their quarterback in the future. I would bang on this drum, but I am low energy right now. But... They make a quarterback change. I can't get mad. I mean, what? what's the big deal? They lose with Andy. They lose with Jameis. The fuck does it matter? A loss is a loss. You know what I mean? DA said, I feel like we played the game the way we needed to be played. There's just some plays that we need to make. Literal quote from the press conference. So I think that's also what Nicole talked about before. Uh, I don't hate the comment as much as I thought I would. But again, like DA, pick people up. Pick people up. It's It reminds me of, you know, the the... The, the, the meme of the guy with the hot dog costume on. And he's like, we're all trying to find the guy who did this. And it's like, buddy, it's you. But I, I just, I, I, I don't think, I don't think any changes at this point are going to fix the season. I just don't. So it's like, they can make the changes. It'll give me content to talk about. It'll give you guys discussions to talk about. But will it give them wins? Will it give them results? I don't think so. Red Joseph says there's been terrible calls in primetime games for so long. Is there any economic incentive that can make more accountable officiating? I, I don't know. I, I always think about this, right? Like, how can you incentivize refs to make the right calls? Unless you don't give a fuck if they make the right calls. Then it's like, okay, well, that's, that's just great. But I, I just don't know. I really, I genuinely don't know what the solution is for officiating. I don't. The NFL is going to come out. They'll say it needs to be better. It won't get better. They'll fuck someone over in the playoffs. Oh, wait, they did that one time. And nothing changes. That's, that's probably the thing I took the most out of the 2019, uh, no, 2018 NFC Championship. If they didn't learn their lesson and change things then, when are they ever going to do it? 
costing a team a Super Bowl opportunity is that's like the, that is the ultimate. So, are you going to change it over a Week Twelve game between the Niners and Saints that neither team could really score? Probably not. Probably not. Do you think he's lost the locker room yet? If not, uh, if not already, I don't think he's lost it yet. But I think that he he might he might lose it pretty soon. You know, you, you want to win. Also, as much as it pains me to say this, do we need to start talking about Kamara and possibly trading him? Yeah, I mean, in the offseason, I got to look at his contract again because I don't think the Saints should just start doing fire sale trades if it's going to hurt in terms of like dead cap money, what, you're got, what you got to eat, what you don't got to eat. So dead cap next year, 19 mil, it's kind of a lot. I would, I'll say this. If, if it's not next year, 2023 will be, I think, his last season as a Saint. Like I, I just think the contract shapes up in that manner. They also need to kind of improve their running back room. Alvin Kamara has been awesome throughout his tenure in New Orleans. But at some point, you got to upgrade. Not even upgrade. You just got to get younger at the position. You just have to. You, know, you, you watch the Cowboys, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, Tony Pollard does everything for Dallas, but they have that, like, duo now. Now, Zeke's no longer the workhorse guy. He's kind of splitting reps, but it's leading to positive results. So maybe the Saints just got to go get that kind of Robin to Kamara's Batman. You know, they had it back then. Now that now they got to go back out there and get it again. Adrian says you prefer to get Cardinals first round pick or Chargers for Sean Payton. Either one, first round pick, the first round pick. Now, if you're asking me logistically, Cardinals, right? Because they're ahead. And that was funny. That felt like the Sean Payton sweepstakes today, right? Which team won? Herbert looked great towards the end. But yeah, I'll take I'll take either, man. Uh, first round pick to first round pick. I would prefer the higher of the two. But if you tell me the Saints get a first round pick, I will I will take that for sure. Kyle says, I knew Caden was going to be him. He's a humble, smart player. He's awesome, man. Caden Ellis is awesome. Uh, I've had the privilege of speaking to him a couple of times over the last couple of years. Got to see if I can speak to him again and maybe get him on the show at some point, whether it's this season or during the off season. Because Caden's just, just a flat out great dude and a great football player, especially over the last three weeks. So he's been great. I definitely want to get, you know, tip my cap to him as well. Fred says seven out of the last 12 quarters. We haven't scored sit Dalton. Look, I, I have no problem with them sitting Dalton. Will it lead to results? I don't know, but if they sit him, that's fine. That's totally cool. With me, I'm, I'm not going to sit here banging the, the drum for Andy Dalton. Thomas says Brady will attack Chris Harris all night. You bet your ass. He will. And it might be Chris Godwin versus Chris Harris. And I can tell you, which is the better Chris out of the two. It, it's, it's Chris Godwin, obviously. So, that could be a really dangerous matchup for the Saints. I'm sure the defense will come to play. I think they'll be ready. They'll be eager to go up against Tom Brady. That's a game where if the Saints win, all of a sudden, they're still technically in it, but they have lost their primetime games this year in embarrassing fashion. Cardinals game embarrassing. Ravens game embarrassing. Do they do it again? Who knows? But anyway, guys, I am feeling like absolute dog shit right now. So I'm going to cut it here. I would love to chat more with you guys. I'll probably do it via Twitter. But as you can tell, I lost my voice. I'm a little bit, you know, just shaky at the moment. But Saints lose. They're four and eight. They haven't won back-to-back games. I thought there was a lot of good from the defense, but at the end of the day, you score zero points. Not going to wake up a happy camper tomorrow. And I doubt you guys will as well. But besides the point, if you can, I hope you find some type of way to enjoy your Sunday night. Enjoy your upcoming Monday. It won't be a victory Monday, but I guess we're getting used to it, right? Eight Mondays this year have not been victory Mondays. So, we're kind of we're kind of used to this now. We're seasoned pros. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Enjoy your upcoming week. Appreciate the well wishes. And uh, I'll see you guys soon on the Straight Up Saints podcast, the Destination 4.
the Who Dat Nation. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.